views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Wow. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life. But can you guess what those sound effects are? I'm going to give you that opportunity to do so. Also, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. But should you care about the media and or government propaganda? The reality is somebody who used to be a presidential candidate just told every Christian, if you don't support abortion all the way through, you are the Taliban even if you're an American. Isn't that nice of them? Sure. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't because too many of us sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Does it matter because, you know, you're listening? I mean, you're listening. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Good night. See you later. Bye. We're leaving. Professional radio, Dave. We're out. (laughs) Okay. We don't know what we're doing. You guys know that. We have no idea what's going to happen. We don't care. That that part doesn't matter. We just want to make sure in these next few minutes that we talk faith with one another. Hey, we're asking questions about living life as a Christian. And uh, part of that is asking this question. Apart from eternity, should we be so engrossed in life that we allow frustrations and cares and concerns and worries to overwhelm us? I think we know the answer to that. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want you to be able to reach out to us and give us a call. That phone is 972-445-0770. I like what Josh McDowell said. He said, it's better to join you live than dead. That was a good line that he made. Here's the bottom line. You're live. You can reach out to us. We're live. You can reach out to us unless we hear the trumpet blow, and then we'll all be much happier. 972-445-0770. Call 972-445-0770, and you will have a blessing that is just a phenomenal because you will get a chance to talk to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a dynamite. 
Yeah, talking to Dynamite D, let me tell you what that's like. That's like getting a gift you thought you didn't need, and then you start using it, and you're trying to figure out how you lived your life without it. That kind of cool thing. Isn't that a cool one? That's, that's lovely. A, that's a good one. Uh, you can also text us during the show, 214-210-8483. Al texted me a joke earlier. I'm debating whether I want to share it with everybody or not. He gave it to me free, and its value is pretty apparent. Anyhow, you can text us, 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You can also email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, not anti-disestablishmentarianism or supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, just david at hemustincrease.org. Also, we want to send you up to the website because we always do, we always do, we always do. And here is a couple things to tell you that you might not be aware of. We signed last night a contract to extend the show for another 12 months. Woo! Woo! So by the time we're done with that, it'll be just about five years that we've been doing uh, radio in Texas, which is pretty cool. Pretty happy about that, so you guys can be aware of that. But then, of course, you know how much how that makes me feel. I'm, I was born and raised Jewish and became a Christian, for those who don't understand. So every time money comes up, I go, <laughs> Anyway, so uh, we did sign the contract. We are moving forward, believing that the Lord has that in mind. We hope you'll help us and partner with us, certainly in prayer. And then if you can also partner financially, awesome. You can do that by going to the website. If you don't want to give through the website, there's information on how to give, how to give. And we encourage you to go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. I'm waiting for the what's up, Doc. You know, it's like the national anthem without the big line at the end of it. It's like the 24 second one. It's a good It's still a good one. Yeah. I mean, but I do like that one that you said too, though. That's my favorite one. And then the funniest one is the one that's so fast you go, what happened? Yeah. Trying to find out what happened to that. Uh, we don't normally do this, but I'm going to give Al a hard time because he's been giving me a hard time, so I feel that's fair. Uh, he wanted me to be aware of this joke that he wanted to give me for free. What free? A, what a buddy. <laughs> okay. Why did this scarecrow win the Nobel Peace Prize? Why did the scarecrow win the Nobel Peace Prize? Why? Because he was outstanding in his field. Because he's a scarecrow. So he's outstanding in his... You see, Al, that's what you put me through. I just, I just want to point that out to you. I blame, I blame you. <laughs> just so you can know. All right, there you go. Uh, we are going to get into the Word of God. We've got a lot to cover, of course, today. When don't we have a lot to cover? Uh, I do want to remind everybody to be praying for Don, who's the owner of the station, Jen, who runs everything in the station, and there is no station without Jen. Just so you know, there's nothing. Okay, even though Don owns it, I mean, if she's not running it, it ain't happening. Super Jean. I mean, that's Super Jean. No, that's why we call her amazing. And then uh, don't forget to be praying for 
D, and I want you to pray for him because he's a part of the show, and the the reality is he's helping me do the show, and that then opens him up to a little more warfare than he maybe would prefer not to be involved with. I don't know. And the bottom line is I want you to pray for his protection as well. So let's be praying for one another and cover one another in that. So let me pray over them real quickly, and then we'll get into the teaching. But I do want you guys to be praying for them throughout the week. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you for Don. It's been a blessing for the people who get to hear this show and in my personal life, for Jennifer as well, and for Dee as well. And we're just asking you, Lord, to bless them, protect them, encourage them, strengthen them, and let them know the things they do matter in the kingdom of God. That's what they need to know. That's what will sustain them. We ask you to bless them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay? So those are very good people that we want to be praying for and taking care of. Um, let's get into the teaching. I don't want to go too weird on uh, what happened in uh, politics today because I'm so sick politics. Poly, what is poly? Many ticks, blood-sucking insects, many blood-sucking insects, pretty much all you got to remember. Uh, we are, by the way, for those who do not know, in actually Hebrews chapter 10. Now, everything from chapter 6, 7, 8, and 9 in Hebrews, very— um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, it's all it's all about, you know, the the— the tabernacle and so on and so forth. We're going to do a little bit more of that, and then we're going to get into some of the best stuff. And then, of course, chapter 11 is the faith chapter, lights out. We'll take as much time as we need to when we do that. But first, right now, we're at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. It says this, Since the law has only a shadow of the good things to come and not the reality itself of those things, it could never perfect the worshipers by the same sacrifice they offer year after year continually. Now, you, you're sitting there thinking, yeah, what? <laughs> that sounds great, Dave. What? What did you even say? All right. The law brings a shadow of the good things. And those good things, what's that good thing that the shadow, the shadow that the law is bringing? It's casting a reflection, a shadow reflection of Jesus. Here's the ticket. Here's the reality. Okay. I know that the king and the queens of the cuckoo shows and the media and the government, they don't get this, but they're anti-Bible Christian anyway. So I don't care if they're a leader or not. If It's not speaking evil of a leader to say they don't know Jesus. If they don't know Jesus, they don't know Jesus. That's just the fact. That's not evil. And so what we need to understand is, as we mentioned before, our consciences. So, you know, inside of you, uh, and as I know some people say it's conscience. That's wrong. It's conscience. And so what's inside? of you is this great preacher. Now, there's two things that can happen with this great preacher. The great preacher can convict you, and you can respond because the Lord is using that to help you draw closer to him and to reflect Jesus Christ, or you can sear or burn out that great convictor because of sin. So a person's conscience, because of sin, it can dilute the voice of their conscience. You understand? So if you sin enough, you will drown your consciousness in whatever sin that is, and so it won't be able to penetrate and get through. But through Jesus Christ, that consciousness that kind of you know moves us, that's what the Holy Spirit uses to direct us and redirect us. So what the law was doing— was pointing to Jesus, saying, look, 
even though you have these uh, sacrifices you're making, they're simply pointing forward to Jesus. That's the real purpose of the law was to teach us that we're not going to be able to do this on the own. We need help from God in order to have our consciences cleared, in order to have a sense of relief from our failures. Have you ever, listen to what I'm going to say, have you ever felt forgiven? That's a very serious question. Have you ever felt forgiven? That is only by the grace of God. It doesn't mean you're not forgiven if you don't feel it, okay? Faith is what operates this. But there are moments throughout your Christian walk where you're like, I know that I've done dumb things and the Lord has wiped that slate clean. That process right there, that's what Jesus accomplished. A person that does not know Jesus Christ, a person that does not acknowledge the biblical Jesus, a person who does not acknowledge the word of God as God's writing to mankind, cannot know it at the same level and cannot know it in purity the way that somebody who truly knows Jesus can. And here's what I want you to think about. Forget all the big theology this and jump over there and jump over there. Just quiet it down now in your in your mind. Just listen to this. The Lord, through his act of redemption, enables your mind and heart to be still still before God and know that he accepts you. And as you know, and as I know, that is about the greatest thing there is ever to know that God accepts us. Isn't it just so powerful? All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the purpose of human creation? God was bored and wanted a tinker toy set to play with. He wanted a Petri dish to look at so he can go. (laughs) Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. As opposed to the mindset that says, well, this whole thing is a divine experiment. 
the Lord was bored, impossible to be bored if you're not stuck by time, by the way. Oh, you you didn't think of that, right? Because he's not bound by time. The purpose of human creation ultimately is four words. Uh, Here we go. The purpose of creation for humanity, to fellowship with God. The David Spoon Experience, weekdays at 2 on 770 KAAM. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media, and on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section, and it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now, I'm aware that some people, we get into Hebrews and they're like going, huh? Huh? It's so much bizarro stuff. I understand, but really, in a nutshell, the greatest thing about the book of Hebrews from chapter 1 to chapter 13 is it's just all better now. Boy, if you could just remember that. Every time you read it, it's just all better now <laughs> because of Jesus. All right, here we go. Uh, first triv question coming up right here. Which teacher explained? It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Who said that? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, we will do our DNA since we are uh, just know that these building blocks help us function. Now, somebody's calling in. I'm going to let uh, Dynamite D take the call, but then we're still going to do the DNA. So they're just going to have to hang on the phone for a couple minutes. It's not going to take forever. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. So let's do our D. We want to do our DNA first. Can we do that? Let's do that. Okay. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day that ends with Y. Spend some time with guy in, the guy in the sky. Uh, N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me and my words, I'll be ashamed of you. Uh, when he when he was making reference to his return with the, in front of the Father. It's like the last thing you want in the universe is Jesus to go, I'm ashamed of him. <laughs> it's like, wow, that would just be like the end, right? And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which is why our heart, mind, spirit, you know, our whole process yeah, adds other people into it. I know it's super easy just to think of everything in our terms, 
But if we think of others and consider them and care for them, we up the ante with God, and he does the very same for us. All right, let's uh, have that person who's ready send on through to see if they can answer the trivia question. Knock, knock, this is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. You feeling all right today? Well, I, I, I have felt better, but I'm getting a little feeling a little better than I was. All right. Well, any any little better, brother, we'll take. <laughs> I'm just saying, we'll take every every and any little better we can get for you. We're for it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Which teacher explained it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Jesus. That is correct, Amundo! And I've, I've wondered about this for, you know, for years and years and years, but it's amazing because the people who are not really there with the Lord think they're okay, but they're not okay. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> it's like they must think they're righteous, but they don't know God from a, from a bag of, uh, from a brown paper bag. And it's just yeah. like, wow. It's like that is just really that's really a quite the separation statement. Jesus going, uh, my people over here and you guys over there. <laughs> well, we all need him. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. And 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 to reject him or not to yield to him uh, means you're mo- you're moving from a sheepeth. To a goateth, and that's not a good idea. <laughs> oh. All right, my brother, excellent job, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I want to remind everybody listening to be praying for Gary, just that the Lord will touch him, heal him, physically revive him. That's what you pray for him when you're praying for him, okay? And I'll keep praying for all of you. I've been praying for you, and I'll continue to pray for you. Uh, you got it, brother. Thanks a lot. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. All right, uh, wonderful job, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful job. He's a wonderful brother. I, lo- I love Gary. All right, so uh, let's go back to this. So I want to read uh, uh, this little thing because I want to kind of go through this. I-, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that I'm not always doing this uh, the best, but just bear with me, okay? Here's what it says in Hebrews 10. Since the law was only a shadow of the good things to come and not the reality itself of those things, it could never perfect the worshipers by the same sacrifices they continually offer year after year. Otherwise, wouldn't they have stopped being offered? Since the worshipers purified once and for all would no longer have the consciousness of sin. But in sacrifice, there is a reminder of sins year after year, for it is impossible what is what? It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, as he is coming into the world, he said, you will not desire sacrifice and offering, but you prepared a body for me. You did not delight in my whole burnt offerings and sin offerings. Then I said, see, it is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. So here's what I want you to just keep in mind. It's not even going to make this complex as simple as possible. I'm going to tell you a story, and you're just going to freak out and don't get weird on me. Uh, Verse 4, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. I was in an emergency room in a situation where I was there to help and pray, and this lady heard me praying over this uh, person she asked me to come over to her area and so I, I i came over into her little section area and she'd been in a bad accident and uh she said yeah i just need you to confirm for me this is what she said to me that the fact that i'm bleeding that my blood is washing away my sin and i said no 
you got to be really nice, right? Because she's in the hospital, right? And she's in shock and all this stuff or whatever. It's like, no. I said, see, it's only the blood of Jesus because he's never done anything wrong and he's perfect. And it's the shedding of that blood that covers you for sin and your dependence on that. So it's just as nice as I could say it, right? I'm not bragging or anything. And she's like, oh, okay. And what it kind of showed me, though, is that there's this lot of concepts about, you know, what it is that it takes for us to be forgiven and so on and so forth. I, I, I know it's an old hymn, but it's a fantastic hymn, and it's a hymn that we should all know. What can wash away our sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I didn't know you could sing, David. I can't sing. <laughs> I make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That was good, though. <laughs> Here's the bottom line, though. It's not you. It's not your this. It's the blood of Jesus. We are washed by the blood of Jesus. We are redeemed by the blood. Of Jesus. Go through the scripture and look up every passage in the New Testament that says blood, and you will be like going, wowza. You think, well, actually, you'll do that. You'll just be shocked. It's a fascinating study. It is not the blood of bulls and goats that takes away the sin when people were doing sacrifices. They were pointing to Jesus. And it's not uh, outside of me, and I hope Stephen catches this because he listens uh, from time to time, depends on what his drive is, that it really has so much to do with what we do now in in the— in the sacraments before the Lord, when we do the Lord's Supper, how that points back to the blood of Jesus. So in their sacrifices of animals, they're pointing towards the blood of Jesus. When we're doing communion, we're pointing, we're pointing back to the blood of Jesus because everything centers around Jesus. Period. <laughs> it's like, I know. Oh, but this. and I, Oh, pfft. You think those people in those positions and powers and influence, they even they're not thinking about eternity. They're just thinking about what they're doing. And you can tell by their fruits you shall know them. And when people say stupid things about, you know, different elements, just, you know, have mercy on them, pray for them. Oh God, open up their heart and mind, or oh God, open up their their heart and give them a mind, or whatever that's gonna be. I don't care. What I'm trying to say to you is it is dependent on the blood of Jesus. And don't be trying to make it you're right on your own. You're righteous on your No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. It is because you yield to the testimony of God that Jesus Christ is your righteousness. That's another reason why you come and pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, because his petition, his position is flawless, and you can piggyback on that, so to speak. Ha, that's pretty good. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. When confronted by the unimaginable, look at how some of the Bible heroes responded. Abraham's wife, Sarah, laughed when the Lord promised her a son in old age. Why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? The Lord answered. That's Genesis 18, 13. Zechariah, priest in the temple, asked, How can I be sure of this to Gabriel? I am Gabriel, the angel answered. I stand in the presence of God and have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. 
Luke, this is out of Luke 119. In other words, God was saying, God can do this. Mary exclaimed, how are you going to do this? When Gabriel brought her that great news of her son that she would bear, the angel assured her, nothing, with God, nothing will be impossible. Luke 137, the disciples questioned Jesus, and he answered them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. The Lord reminded the prophet Jeremiah, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Jeremiah 32, 27. If God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 31. Praise to him who is able. Listen, this is Ephesians 3, 20. Praise to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Finally, when life just seems impossible, we can memorize and believe and agree with the Apostle Paul's conclusion of all his personal struggles, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is in Philippians 4.13. Darkness comes. This is from John Piper, this, this next statement. Darkness comes. In the middle of it, the future looks blank. But with God, nothing is impossible. He has more ropes and ladders and tunnels out of pits that you can ever conceive of. So wait and pray without ceasing and hope. I think that this kind of thought process, it's not name it and claim it. It's just believing that God is the God that can do anything is applicable for his kids to operate in when their situation seems impossible that we deal in the truth of the possible that God brings. 770 KAAM, Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth. <laughs> and now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend. Not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas, because our help comes from the Lord. First, what is better than John 3.16? Let's let's use the King James Version for this bad boy. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The gospel in a verse. But there is another verse that drips of a similar power and passion. And I don't know why that would surprise us, and we will examine it. Next, this section of Scripture that we're going to look at uh, demonstrates the demonic and evil spirits of the people that say— now listen to—I'm going to repeat this because how important this is. I don't do this often, and anybody will tell you, but for me to repeat an intro is really, really important. This section of Scripture that we're going to review is going to de demonstrate the demonic and evil spirits— of the people that say prayers and good thoughts are not enough. Imagine if they said that to Jesus. Oh, picture a person in leadership saying prayers are not enough to Jesus. 
who consistently preached that prayer could move mountains and open the opportunity for miracles. Can the spokesperson for a government official or a government official be any more demonic than this anti-Jesus position? It's terrible. And finally, as the year winds down, it will also wind down of our often appreciated Pastor Ray's devotional book this day. Pastor Ray is not gone, hanging out with JC, which makes me jealous, and uh, never to be forgotten because his kingdom efforts will endure for eternity. Pastor Ray writes about the need for us to be able to see God. God's power is all around us. We don't even notice it. The power of spiritual sight is glorious. And without seeing his operations, we miss the miracles. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Doesn't that sound good? You should be prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. During the show, 972-445-0770. People say you repeat the numbers all the time. Why? Because new people listen all the time. So you got to be like, oh, yeah. We That's gotta, a great thing to do. You got you to gotta, gotta help them out. Got to help them out. So you call 972-445-0770. Something unique will happen because you will end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D, that's the same feeling you get as when you come to the end of your work week and there's not much left. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, actually. Thank you for that one. <laughs> Every once in a while, you just got to go, <sighs> hallelujah. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say, just like, <sighs> okay. I mean, I've been just like, okay, okay, looking for a break. Uh, I am going to watch, uh, you know, Felix the Cat. I mean, that's the kind of So it's not just me. Thank you for that one, Dave. It's not just you. All right. So uh, bottom line is, if you've got an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question, we want you to engage with us. It's, It's awesome. Certainly, you'll get to answer trivia. I'll give you that trivia question in a second. But you can also have that opportunity to have other people join in your struggle with you by praying with you in regards to something. And this audience is spectacular at carrying burdens and helping people and praying through situations. Absolutely, absolutely stellar. 
And maybe you've got something that the Lord's like, ah, this is what the Lord's been doing. It's so good. I'm so happy about it. I want to share it with people. That blesses people. It doesn't mean you're favored over those other people. It encourages people to understand that God is continually working amongst his kids. We're brothers and sisters in the Lord. There's one king. There's one father. There's We're blood relatives through the blood of Jesus Christ, and we drink of one Holy Spirit. And it's like, that is our unity. You're not going to let the enemy split that apart. You can have the different functions of worship. Praise the Lord. It's great. Want to dress up? Dress up. Don't want to dress up? Don't dress up. You want to stand? Stand. You want to sit? Sit. You want to roll over? Roll over. Who cares? Do you love the Lord? Right on. That's the direction we're going. So if you got something you want to share, you reach out to us. We're here for you. Do our best to, uh, to encourage you. Here is your trivia question. Who said this? If you guys don't get this, I'm going to be very, can I, am I allowed to say, I'm going to be very upset if you guys don't get this. Who said, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. All right. Who said that? We should be getting a whole bunch of floods on that one. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That is the question. Who said? Who said? Who said? Uh, where is the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Who said this? You guys should be able to get that one. Uh, quick reminder, just briefly, don't forget there's a bazillion podcasts. I think we actually have, and I'm working on this to get a uh, search engine for our podcast so because there's 3,400 hours. A lot of hours. That's a lot of hours. So so I'm trying to figure out the only way to do that, by the way, is for them to be able to use some of the descriptions as some of the polls. So I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure that out. So you guys can be in prayer for me because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Somebody says something, I go, what do I do? Turn it on? <laughs> so bad I am. All right, so we got that rolling. You got the question rolling. Uh, should not be uh, that uh, difficult uh, for most people. Who said... Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Uh, reach out to us if you know. 972-445-0770 is the call. 214-210-8483 is the text. And let's get into this teaching. So John 3.16 is by far, uh, I mean, you can, you can easily say it's the most well-known verse in the, in the New Testament. Uh, and probably in the entire Bible, you could say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, would be a competitor because you have the entire Old Testament, and that really is one that really uh, stands out, or even in the beginning. That's another, that's another classic. So I love st- stuff like that because it's summation stuff, and I'm for me, I'm a summary guy, so it's easier for me to process. When we were talking yesterday about Peter preaching to Cornelius, how he just said there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, that's the whole of it. It's like, it's like oh, that's so good. It's like it's just it's simple, and a person like me, uh, as much complexity as you think exists in my mind, there's a lot more Play-Doh than there is wisdom, and so therefore I need simple. All right. So I came across this, and it's not that I haven't thought about it before, but I love the way it communicates it. And sometimes you read a verse, and if you ever notice this, it strikes you different. 
it's not that uh, you are necessarily wiser, although certainly you're in a different place in life from, from time to time. But the Word of God is alive. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 teaches us that it's alive and active. The same word for Jesus being alive in regards to after his death. So alive means alive, and I mean alive and living. So this passage in John 640, I thought was just fascinating, and I just wanted to kind of dive into it for a second. It says this, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So I read a verse like this, and I just immediately go into, my brain goes into, I want to break this down piece by piece. This is the will of my Father. That does not mean that everybody will respond to this. This is the word will means desire. I mean, this is what the Father wants. It's not going to happen because people are going to rebel, but this is what the Lord would prefer. Now, when God imposes his will, there's no stopping it, okay? If God decides this is going to happen, that's it. Good point, eh? It's, it's really important to understand that difference. And then there's this other part where God's like, yeah, I really wish you guys would do this. <laughs> kind of attitude. So it's just understanding those differences. And it says this, that everyone who looks on the Son, and this is referring to the Son of God, not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N, that everyone who looks on the Son believes in him. Now, again, the word believes, B-E-L-I-E-V-E-S, is the continual present action of what's being discussed. So when you look at John 3.16, it says the same thing when it says, uh, whosoever believeth. The reason there's a th at the end is because it's believes, or the perfect present tense of the action. So this is the exact same thing. If you look on the sun and believe, you're going to have eternal life. It's like, well, but you got to do this, and you got to do this, and you got to do this. Stop making Jesus complex. Listen to what it says. Everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. This is what God is making the promise to. And then Jesus steps in and goes, and I will raise him up. On the last day, communicating to you, Jesus is the one who's going to, you know, we're getting up. The nap you're going to take when you die is a dirt nap, and it's a short-lived one, and then that will be over because Jesus is going to raise you up on the last day. It's the will of God. It's for those who looks. They, they look they, For everyone that looks— which is, again, a perfect present tense word, continually looking on the Son of God and believes, continually believing in the Son of God, that he, that person will have eternal life. But Dave, what if they were really bad? What if they, what if they committed awful, awful sins? You, you mean like King David who orchestrated murder or assassination because he committed adultery, that kind of evil? So he orchestrated death, used war, used the government to have to his own means, and yet God forgave him? It's like, see, what you can't do is you can't say, well, but there's a certain qualification of person. Really? Paul was involved in much death. He's the one that gave approval for the death of Stephen, the first martyr in the church. Just think about it. And that unleashed, well— you want to be careful using phrases like holy hell, but I mean, it's like holy hell upon the early church. Persecution went, 
That just opened the door. Here's what I want you to get. You cannot do more than the blood of Jesus can save you from. Just stop. I mean, I know you're bad. You want to know why I know you're bad? Want to know why? Because I know I'm bad. That's why. I mean, I'm not even going to play that game. People, oh, I'm perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not. I'm forgiven. I stand in that forgiveness. I don't even I don't mind telling anybody. I, I actually had somebody say to me when I first started radio, don't tell people about your drug past. I said, why? And they said, because it, 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 it uh, undermines your credibility. I said, what credit? I don't have any credibility. That's the testimony. That's exactly right. See, this is why I like D. It's the test. It's the very thing that God wrote for me. It's my life. It's it's my book that he wrote. He's the author and finisher of my faith. I guess an author writes the book. And so Jesus is right. And part of that is I was a mess, mess. I'm still a mess, but I was a mess, mess. Now I'm just a mess. <laughs> you were dirty, dirty. Now just a little bit. Right, exactly. <laughs> but my favorite line is I was a mess, but I was God's mess. <laughs> so therein lies that big difference. Look. You look upon the sun, you believe in him, you have eternal life. Keep it there. Who's, who's looking to make this complex? People in their flesh. That's who. Uh, who's the one who said, uh, who said, where's the one who's born king of the Jews? We saw his stars in the east and have come to worship him. Uh, and I just want to point out that besides people saying the Magi and all that, so, that we had many people say the wise guys, <laughs> which I like it. <laughs> The wise guys did it. Yes, the wise men, but the wise guys. That was pretty good. I will take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. Here's what I want you to get. Here's what I want you to understand. Bad news does not necessitate that there is nowhere else to go except to weep. In Psalm 112, verse 7, the scripture says, He will not fear bad news. His heart is confident, trusting in the Lord. It's not pie in the sky to look at the situation and go, Gosh, it's terrible, but I'm going to hold hope because hope 
is the only thing I have to move past it. If it never comes about, that's fine. But I'm going to live every day believing that there's a better tomorrow. When people think of that, they think, "Oh, Christianity—it's a crutch. It's—it's it's, uh, you know—it's—it's uh, it's the opiate of the of the of the people," is what Karl Marx said. It takes more guts, more strength, more determination in this day and age to be a Christian and to stand in your faith than it does to be any other thing that there is, because it's the Christians who are under persecution, and it's the people of faith that are getting slaughtered, and oh, by the way, throughout the world that's taking place. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your next trivia question. I got to tell you this ahead of time because we've had this happen before, okay? So the last trivia question, right, uh, we had to do with the wise men, right? The one before that had to do with Jesus, okay? This trivia question is not... Jesus. Okay, is that is that, is that, is that a disclaimer? Yeah, I mean, you can't, I can't, I can't say that any clearer for those who are looking for it. Who prayed, Lord, do not let this sin be held against them. <laughs> Al writes Jesus. <laughs> he's, you know, I'm telling you. It's on a roll. <laughs> All right, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Joanne and Cordelia, pow, pow. Uh, also, you can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must org. We do have our uh, slew of jokes. They are not necessarily that uh, – well, some of these are kind of funny. Uh, this second one, so they're they're short one-liners. So I got to tell D what's going on. So they're short. They're one line. They're mostly one-liners, like two, three lines kind of thing. The second one's my favorite, but you'll have to evaluate. Okay, all right, because I give him permission. You know, he can. He gets to. He has control. He has authority. Tremble. Okay, here's your first one. Children's church teacher asks her class why Joseph and Mary took Jesus with them to Jerusalem. A small child replied, because they couldn't get a babysitter. (laughs) Okay, wait. Now, I happen to think this is hilarious. Okay, this is my kind of joke. Ready? Do you know what Winnie the Pooh and John the Baptist have in common? Do you know what Winnie the Pooh and John the Baptist have in common? What's that, Dave? Their middle name. Winnie <laughs> the See? Winnie the Pooh, John the Baptist. <laughs> you have to explain that one. That's, I got it, though. That's a good one. Uh, do you know the uh, disciples first baptized... Uh, the, uh, the, did you know that the disciples first baptized the Mouseketeers? It was Peter, Andrew, and his brother cast a net 
into the lake. So that's only funny if you're older and you understand that Annette Fanicello was a musketeer. Okay, that's you got to work with that one. All right, three children usually were able to persuade their dad to take them to a fast food restaurant right after church. One Sunday he prote- protested. Why does it say in the where does it say in the Bible that you should always get something to eat and drink after church? A quick thinking daughter replied, where it says, "Blessed are those who are thung- hungry and thirst after righteousness." Yeah, that's all right. You're killing me, small. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Uh, okay, an irate father broke up a fight between two sons and demanded to know who started it. I thought I made it clear that I will not tolerate uh, fighting. He shouted. Uh, now, which one of you started it? Uh, he did," replied the firstborn son. "It wasn't uh, wasn't a fight until he hit me back. <laughs> so he hit him, and then it wasn't a fight until he hit him back." Okay. Hey, nobody said you were getting uh, high quality stuff here. I think I like the eating one the best. Uh, the which one? Eating out eating out the church. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, that's where my humor lies. That's therein lies the problem. Because one thing has nothing to do with that. Oh, wait, their middle names are the same. Anyway, um, uh, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, trivia question. We have no idea. We don't have any idea. Uh, who prayed, Lord, do not let this sin be held against them? Only in this particular answer, it's not Jesus. Though Jesus did pray that, this is not the one that we were. That's not the one we're looking for. In the meantime, now I'm going to try not to get it mad. I'll do my best. Okay? So I'm going to. <laughs> trying to laugh before I do it. Okay. Second uh, Chronicles 32, 10 through 12. This is what King Sennacherib of Assyria says. What, what are you trusting in, you who remain under the siege of Jerusalem? Isn't Hezekiah misleading you to give you over to death by famine and thirst when he says, the Lord our God will deliver us from the power of the king of Assyria. Doesn't Hezekiah, didn't Hezekiah remove his high places and his altars and say to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before one altar and you must burn incense before incense before it. So you would think, okay, just so I can make sure we understand what's going on here, you would think what King Sennacherib is he's really saying is, I can't believe you're trusting in God to help you guys out of this situation. After all, Hezekiah is the one is saying you should worship before the altar. You must burn incense. The the army that uh, this king of Assyria had was 185,000 people coming against less than 20,000. And so it was a, just to get a massacre about to take place. And you know what? Uh, you know what Hezekiah told the people to do? Ready? Send up prayers. <laughs> and, this, and so here, here you have a, uh, a king who doesn't follow the Lord going, what are you going to do? Send up prayers? And it's like, how does people not make the correlation between that and some of the politicians going, sending up prayers is not enough. It's like, you know, there was a king who said that, and God wiped out 185,000 of his soldiers in one night from one angel just because the people sent up prayers. Great correlation. It's like, just think about that. And those people are like, oh, it's not enough. It's enough. So I want I want Jesus to be in front of them. And I want them to say to Jesus, sending up prayers are not enough. Do you know how fast they would be humiliated? I mean, just think about it. And I, am t- I get tired of it. You know, I'm not into the public. But it's just so absurd when they, it's just, I have zero problem with people trying to structure the laws and get stuff. Got it, got it, got it. But don't diminish the power of praying. 
which changes the universe, which Jesus took quite some time of his teachings saying nothing is impossible to him that believes and that prayer was the effective tool to change the world. And to say that doesn't work is to say that Jesus is a liar. Now let's bring out those people and ask them. You see, you see how that works? It's like, wait, 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 wait. You saying you saying that could solve all your problems? Do you know what we tell you all the time in this show? Well, we'd love you to give. If you can't give, what do we ask you to do? What do we ask people to do? To pray for us. Pray for us. Send up prayers. Because it changes the universe. It changes this world and every world around it. And those people, and it's demonic. I know you guys know it's so demonic for them to, they're actually teaching people to do contrary to Jesus. Anti-God. Anti-right. It's anti-Christ. And it's just like, remember John said, uh, the Antichrist is coming, and now there are many. In other words, there's all, it's right there. That doesn't mean you shouldn't pray for these people. That doesn't mean you shouldn't care. Doesn't mean you shouldn't love. You're supposed to love your enemies. But don't pay attention to their counsel because by not listening to the king of Assyria, God wiped out the king of Assyria and Assyria, and Israel was sustained. That's all you got to know. Yeah, listen. Just, just by lifting up the incense before the Lord. <laughs> how can that happen? Because he's God. That's how that can happen. Okay. Uh, final on the trivia question. I just had to get that out. Uh, who prayed, Lord, do not let this sin be held against them? For those of you that do know, that was Stephen, the first martyr of the church. When they were, they were killing him, he's like, don't hold this against him, against them. What a great example. Of course, he was following the example of Jesus. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. Teaching time. 
I don't know how we're going to do the breaks, Gabriel, so I'll just look at me. I'll let you know. I mean, this is the best I can tell you because I'm going to teach you something that I hope I, I – there's no way I can teach this. It's I can't teach the worth. I can't teach the value, but I'm going to do my best to share with you my heart in this process. As American people, as people who live in America, we have been granted the right to pursue happiness. And I want to make sure you understand what that this means. We have a preamble to the United States Declaration of Independence, and the preamble to the Declaration says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, I do want to point out it does not say life, liberty, and the provisions of or for happiness. In other words, the rights that we have in the preamble is that we get to pursue happiness, not that it's provided for us by the government. So that's kind of an important point for people to recognize. It would be nice if they quit try to quote, quit trying to quote our founding fathers and then say they're entitled to something because of that provision because it never says that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. So we're going to pray for one of our listeners. We're not going to say their names because they're going to keep it confidential. But uh, this person's grandson's girlfriend was pregnant and she lost the, just lost the baby. So we just want to pray for them for comfort and wisdom and so on. So let's just do that together collectively uh, as a group. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. Uh, one of the things that we can rejoice in, Lord, is that the children, that there's something when it happens when they're from, in the, from in the womb to past the womb to, to the birth stage, Lord, children are innocent in your eyes. And you protect them and keep them and you bring them unto yourself. And even David, your, your, your devoted follower when the child was lost, recognized that he would go and see the child someday. So he knew. And so, Lord, we know that you've protected these children, and we just thank you for that. But we pray for ministry to those that have the loss, that you would bring comfort as you are the God of comfort, and you would give wisdom to the people around that it might instruct people there not to become bitter and not to turn their face away from you. Lift them up before you and pray your grace in their life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. All right. So, uh, got so much stuff to cover, too. Uh, not next week, but the week after, I think we start First Timothy. Don't forget, we have a modified schedule. Can't, I can't stress that enough because what's going to happen is that modified schedule is going to get here and you're, you're, I'm going to get 900 texts. Where is Dave? Where are you? Where are you? What are you doing? It's like, okay. So I'm telling you that ahead of time <laughs> so as to be aware of that. That's awesome. Uh, we will do our trivia question. Very tough trivia question, by the way. So get ready. Which oh, Not that tough, but which Moabite woman said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain? Which Moabite woman said to Naomi, Let's let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain. Okay. In the meantime, we do have somebody who's calling in. They want to call a question and comment, something like that. 
Got a question. Okay. Fire that person through. Uh, uh, knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Good afternoon. Hey, brother. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm uh, doing good. My wife's going to be working 60 trillion hours in the next five days, so I'm not excited about that, but <laughs> I'm, I'm surviving it. <laughs> wow. Well. Well, I'll pray for her. Yeah, and you. please, please do. <laughs> hey, David. So I know, I know that time is of essence, especially in the radio. But um, I just wanted to get your your thoughts on something that was told to me today in a work environment. Okay. Um, like um, a coworker, um, without me giving you so much details of what I do, etc. Right. Um, the, my coworker just basically said, "Look, dude, just." Uh, just keep pressing away. Just keep just keep plugging along. How can you and us, as trying to be Christ-like on a on a daily basis, how can we compare that? Um, how can we analogize that, if you will? Just keep plugging away. You know, with all the you know the falls that we do sometimes. The, the what's it called? The stepbacks or the what do you do whenever you mess up and yeah, you mean get when back you, on the horse? Right, and, right. When you when you fall back or when you uh, backslide. Is yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, when you backslide. So, hi, give me, just give me a, a, a good, a good, um, uh, you know, something good to go into the weekend to say, hey, man, just keep pressing, just keep doing what you're doing, because at the end of the day, the the, the target is what the, the, you know, that that's the whole goal. Of the, at the end of the day, the target is to be Christ-like. Okay. Uh, and as always, thank you so much for all you do. Uh, love your show. Love you, your family, and uh, everyone. Have a great weekend. Thank right. you. Bye. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Okay. All right. So I want to answer his question because he asks an excellent question about uh, basically about perseverance. Now we talked about it a little bit the other day on Wednesday on perseverance on on, on the Romans twelve, but I want to use the the Galatians six text to give to Sergio so that he can use this to uh, to help him uh, move forward because this is as specific as you can get. So he just said, "What do you do to what do you do to keep what do you do?" Okay, which is like a great question, right? Okay, so I'm going to read Galatians chapter 6, all right? And we're going to start with verse 9, all right? And pretty much end it uh, end it in verse 9 because the answer is Galatians 6, 9. This is the one time that 69 really applies. Galatians 6, 9. Here's what it says. So don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged or give up. For we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. Okay? So when we're talking about perseverance, I mean, I, I, I look at that passage and I think that is very, very specific about perseverance. Here is what Paul is writing to the, to the church. Galatians 6.9, Sergio. And look it up. And do you, you really want to be blessed? Look it up under Bible Hub and look at the 25 different translations and it just really will bless you. Don't get tired of doing what is good. There's another translation that says don't get tired of doing what is right. Don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged and give up. For we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. The Lord is so gracious to us. And he's like, don't quit. Don't give up. 
Just keep pushing on. There's a passage where Jesus was making reference to the return, and he says, "But when the Son of Man comes, will, will be will, will there people will the people be uh, faithful?" In other words, this was in the context that you know of prayer, and he was talking about people praying. And what happens is this, and this is why you you hear me uh, contend for this a lot. The, the whole story behind it, and I teach this on a, on this teaching in prayer, is that Jesus was teaching them to pray, and that they got to keep praying and they got to keep going and they got to keep persevering and people are like well how long do you pray how long do you pray and jesus in the story says uh you know keep praying don't give up when the son of man comes will he find faith in other words when he does respond is that faith that you offered up the prayer in the same faith you're staying in or did you drop your faith i believe you can do this lord and it's day seven. I believe you can do this, Lord. And it's day 70. I believe you can do this, Lord. <laughs> and then it's day 700. I believe you can do this, Lord. You see what I'm saying? It just kind of does this diminished thing. And it's like, no, 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 no. You understand? No, 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 no. You keep going. Six, nine in Galatians. Don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged. Don't give up. We will reap a harvest of blessing. At the appropriate time. It's the old story. So I did sales. You guys know I did a whole bunch of things. I did work with professional athletes. I did all this weird stuff. So anyway, uh, there's this old story about the guy who uh, spent a lot of money trying to find this vein of gold. And so he dug and he dug and he dug. He spent hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he just kept getting nowhere, kept getting nowhere. And he just was like, I can't do this. I'm just, I'm just out. I'm done. And he quit. And he sold it to this other guy. And this other guy went in. And three feet later, the guy found all the gold. And just like, and sure, it's a story. The principle is solid. You don't give up three feet before you're about to strike. And so the Lord is saying to us, hey, you get to stay in that faith that you started with. And the Lord is saying to us, keep going. There's a blessing. There's a grace. There's a mercy. There's a kindness that God has for you. It's outstanding. It's phenomenal. It's wonderful. Don't miss it. And the way to miss it is to quit. That's it. I mean, I know that sounds like, well, that's what you mean. Well, you can quit. You know, you can quit believing. You can quit standing firm, and and you're just gonna fall down, right? So, what Sergio asked was a great question because it's like there is there is probably twenty other passages, but I'm sticking with Galatians six nine. I can take you into James and into Peter, and I can take you into Hebrews, which is another wonderful. There's another passage in there, and then back over to Hebrews chapter uh, twelve. You can't beat that about keeping your eyes on Jesus. Listen, God is going to bless you but you must keep going because the blessing, listen to this, has to come at the appropriate time. Not the time you designate. Your watch, your Timex is not as good as God's Timex. Okay? Your, what is it, Movada, Murata? What is it? Movada. Movada. Your Movada watch ain't as good as his. God has one that's intertwined with all of time. He knows exactly when the blessing should come and when it's too early and when it's too late. In fact, in the Psalms, it says that your fruit might ripen in its season, in the right time. So you be steadfast. You be immovable. We've talked about this because uh, it's, it's the best illustration. But you you be that bulldog of faith. I always think of that because my son had a bulldog. And uh, his name was Dookie. And he was a real bad dog. <laughs> he was, and you want to know why he was a really bad dog? He was so stubborn. 
This was the, and this is like the classic dog in a cartoon. It's what he looked like, right? Stubborn, be that, in faith, immovable, not willing to alter, not for a moment. Nope, 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 nope. I'm not going to stop believing. I'm not going to stop asking. I'm not going to stop pursuing. I'm not here. Galatians 6 9. Galatians 6 9. Galatians. I am going forward. I am standing firm. People think you're crazy. So what? Who cares? They already think you're crazy. What are you trying to who are you? Whose approval are you seeking? If you're seeking God's approval, <laughs> that Greek word to be persistent also means annoy. Learn Yiddish, my friends. Annoy the Lord. Don't stop. Keep going. Because there is a reward. There is a reward. Remember faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For those who come to God must believe that he is. And a rewarder of those who seek him. There is a reward. Okay? All right. I will answer the trivia question, so we'll just kind of fire off on there. Uh, which Moabite woman said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain? And that, of course, would be Ruth. I was going to give you the baby Ruth hint, but there, we didn't have any time, so we'll go from there. Great question, Sergio. Love you, brother. Have a awesome weekend, by the way, brother. Uh, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? The word gospel means good news. Now, that's fun. That's funny in the sense that when people think of God, they always think of judgment and wrath. But the fact of the matter is God even creating us gives us a sense of understanding that there is a commitment, a love, a connection to us. And that is, get ready, good that's a good thing. So if you take a look around, right, just take a little look around. If you watch television, listen to the radio, like us, search the Internet, get on Facebook, read magazines. The one thing that you're going to notice that there is very little gospel or good news in the world. You want to know why? One, good news doesn't sell. So let's just be honest, Right. If you've been in media for any length of time, you know if it bleeds, it leads. That's the mindset. And it has to do with money. It has to do with power. So that, that power, that money, that influence, which actually has a demonic origin, but that all is connected towards not good news. Because not good news means that you'll be paying attention because there's so much going on. In fact, there's a fear a terror, an anxiety, a doubt, even a doom that's within the world. And here's the kicker. If you are personally experiencing these diseases in your life, it's likely that you and I are allowing foul influences of the world to affect us. But Jesus brought a different slant on life. In John 14, 27, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Well, why not as the world gives? Because everything the world gives is a lie. Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When we live our lives more freely from trouble, it means that we're walking more closely with the King of Kings. He wants us to be free from fear and trouble in the worldly sense. So we 
the question is, how is our heart doing? How are we doing on the inside? Are we free or are we in bondages? Because remember, Jesus did come to set the captives free, right? In Psalm 112, verse 7, King David writes, He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. We need to be free from troubled and fearful hearts. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Where were we offer there for a little second? Was it was it was it, the volume went up? I didn't know what happened. Okay, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> We were having quite the show, though, huh? That was fun. That was a good. That was a great call by Sergio. Great question, wasn't it? I mean, I thought that was really good. So we've got a very tight time frame, and because then we go into the weekend, as you know. And uh, uh, here's what we got to do. We've got a, a trivia question. We've got our history, and we've got our last teaching. So we've got three things that we're going to line up together and give you guys a shot at and see what we can come up with. Number one, which prophetic figure claimed, after me will come more one more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry? Who said that? 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. I feel I've infected Christianity because of the way everybody's answering. Nobody's actually using the proper name. They use the name we use on the show. Uh, 724-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483. Somebody is calling in. And then additionally, uh, we have the David at He Must Increase. Dot org is the email. So uh, that's a pretty straightforward question. We'll see if somebody's ready to answer the question or not. So we're kind of waiting on that as uh, Dynamite D is talking to them. I'm going to try and get this last teaching in the best I can. I'm hoping that it will work. Uh, so the trivia question is, what prophetic figure claimed after me will come one more powerful than I? whose sandals I am not fit to carry. And we do have somebody ready to answer the trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Cordelia. And this is Joanne. Happy birthday tomorrow, Dr. David. <laughs> you guys. Coming up right now. <laughs> we do know the um, trivia answer, but we just want to say you're such a blessing to us. And we learned 
that song as an adjunct to our birthday songs uh, from our missionary aunt and uncle. So it's a holy song. That is classic. <laughs> classic. All right. Go ahead and give me the trivia answer. Do you remember? John the Baptist. That's right. <laughs> and you know, you know what everybody typed in? They typed in Johnny B. <laughs> I know. We're learning. We said that, too, but we'll be official. <laughs> thank, thank you, ladies. <laughs> we love you. We'll let you get on to teach, but have a wonderful birthday tomorrow. All right, thank You're a hero. You're a hero. The best ever. The best ever. God bless you. All right, bless, Carry on. <laughs> bless you both. <laughs> okay, thank you. Back uh, at you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> These guys are crazy. That was amazing. Yeah. This shows you guys are nuts. <laughs> you're all nuts. I mean, not just them. You're all nuts. Okay, but then you're in good company, so you're listening to the show. So. That was really great, Dave. That, that was, was a great piece of radio was, right there. Can't can't make stuff like that up, can you? This is not possible. So I'm going to be 51 again, 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 again. Well, <laughs> hey, happy birthday, young land in the land of the living, Dave. Yeah, that's right. Well, personally, as my wife said, yes, you just want to depart. That's why you're going to live longer. I'm like, thanks. Okay, let's do history, which I find to be amazing. So let's do it. All right, for those that do not know, today is uh, the business of popping corn day. Not popcorn day, but the business of popping corn day. I don't even yeah, know what, what is, that means. Okay. It's like a business. The business, I don't know. National Fritters Day. So for those who don't know what that is, apple fritters, corn fritters, crab fritters, hush puppies, that's fritters kind yes. of stuff. Uh, and then this I want to tell you, I've never told this before, but uh, it's a Safety Razor Day. And I just want to say that for my birthday this year, I got a head shaver. It's a pretty good gift. Yeah. So I've never had one. It's phenomenal. I, I mean, I normally it takes me like a half hour. It took me three minutes. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm like, hello. A good one. <laughs> hello. I mean, that's just saving me. Like anything that saved me time like that, it's like, that's right. So I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, 1969 on this day. That's a long time ago. Boeing 747, the 350 to 500 passenger jet, made its first public flight. It flew from Seattle, Washington to New York City. On this day in 1941, first around-the-world commercial flight. The first around-the-world commercial flight took off from San Francisco. This Pan American Airways flight arrived in New York City January 6th, covering about 31,000 miles. That's amazing. And then in 1982, on this day, the first person to receive a permanent artificial heart. There you go. There, that's our history. All right. We're going to close out with little Pastor Ray. Pastor Ray is my bud. He went to be with the Lord uh, earlier this year. I'm still mad at him because uh, we were supposed to actually get together, talk, and have him on the show. And then uh, a week later, week before that happened, he passed away. And uh, so he owes me one. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say when I go to heaven. You still owe me a show. Uh, let me read this to you and just follow along. I think you guys will appreciate it. It says, more than just an average. Uh, then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and the mountains was full of horses and chariots and fire all around Elijah. Sometimes we just don't see what God is doing in our lives, and we are left confused, fearful, and wondering. 
Elisha was a finely tuned prophet of God, so in tune, in fact, he could spiritually eavesdrop on Israel's enemies and know everything about their plans to attack. Elijah would pass the information on to Israel's king. Can you imagine what an advantage this was for Israel? Even in a football game, if you know the other team's plays and what they're going to do and when they're going to do it, you could take advantage of that and win. Well, Elijah's eavesdropping must have infuriated the king of, king of Syria. He couldn't catch a break, so he decided to send his entire army after Elijah and take him out. One day, Elijah's servant got up early and saw the Syrians massed against them, and understandably, he panicked. What are we going to do? We're going to die. We're going to die. I could see that Elijah might have been yawning. <laughs> That's just right. I could see Elijah might have been yawning and telling his servant not to worry, saying those who are with us are more than those who are with them. After Elijah prayed, the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and oh, what he saw, the hills were full of horses and chariots of fire. God wants to do the same in his church today. Satan can't make a single plan in secret. He can't go off and huddle with his demons without God knowing exactly what he's up to. And yet, we keep looking at the enemy and what he's doing. We see division and hatred, evil, injustice, violence, and murder, and feel like the world is falling apart. Nope, it's not. We have more than just an advantage. God has the world surrounded. He's got every nation surrounded. He's already won the battle 2,000 years ago. His second coming is simply a mop-up operation. After his representatives were the uh, after uh, and his representatives, which is us, were the occupying army, enforcing the victory, tearing down strongholds, and taking back territory illegally held by the enemy. May the Lord open our eyes, like He did for Elijah's servant, to see we've already won, and are surrounded by heaven's resources. Now, just think about this. Is that is that just like you just read it? You go. One day I want to write something too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Here's the here's the thing. I know it's weird, but it's only weird because we can't see. It's not weird for God. The Lord's not up there going, whoa, whoop, didn't see that coming. That caught me off guard. Boy, oh boy. I better reverse time. That's not happening. The Lord is never caught off guard, not by what happens to us as his individual children, collectively as a church, or to any nation. There is nothing that any king, dictator, queen, or any person of authority anywhere can do that God does not know. And this is where we go to the, hey, here's an idea, read the end of the book. Guess what? We win. And so in that framework, we need to understand that sometimes our vision is less than spiritual. In fact, to the truth be told, sometimes our vision is downright polluted. It's like I wear uh, reading glasses, right? Have you ever tried to use reading glasses with a bunch of dirt on them? It makes it really hard to read. <laughs> it's just like it's impossible. It's bad enough you got to use the glasses, right? And then you put dirt on it. We get to see the dirt up close. We need to pray that God will give us the eyes that connect us to him, the heart that connects us to him, the mind that connects us to him, 
the hands and feet that connect us to him, the mouth that connects us to him. We need to see with God. Because every time you do, just like we talked about yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before, and a thousand times before here in Texas, every time you see with God, the picture is different. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 70 and one half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM. DJRD Broadcasting or its sponsors.